0: Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now.
1: Uh Hi folks, this is Zompocalypse Now and I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Doug. Just- I am Curtis, And we are here again to discuss another movie. Another it movie. A movie. It's oh, a movie. it's a movie with a film. It's a movie with a film, yes. Um, <laughs> and this particular film is called Porno. And yeah. it is from the uh, Sun Estate and Fangoria films. Uh, for those of you who are aware, of course, Fangoria has come back as a digital magazine find it online, but they also have print editions, I think six times a year currently, and they've also started producing films again. And of course, they are making films back in the, in the 90s and, and early 2000s before Fangoria as a publication originally folded.
0: What book- was Goria's greatest hit of that era, do you suppose? Uh, the movies? Yeah, I can um,
2: imagine that there was one.
1: <laughs> yeah, because this is the first I'm hearing this. One of the things that people were actually uh, really kind of pleased about when Fangoria came back was that they were getting back into films because one of the w- quality of film aside, and that is a thing that can be debated, mm-hmm. uh, the folks over at Fangoria absolutely love uh, horror.
2: Yes, they do. That's, that's kind of like their, their bread and thing. butter.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's their thing. So Fangoria, um, oh, probably probably mind warp. Here's the uh, thing though. Fangoria,
0: their focus is on practical makeup effects. Yes. Oh, and yeah. I think that's important to this discussion, but go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, this film definitely has some practical definitely has some practical gore effects. But they did. Uh, they got their start doing. I think in the uh, I want to say eighty-seven with Killing Spree. I think was their first one. Uh, Children of the Night, Mind Warp, and uh, Angel of the Night were the three that came out in between ninety-one and ninety-eight, and those were kind of their big uh, initial forays into making film, and they got that got a lot of press back in the day. Now um, they have. Of I course- don't.
0: I don't remember that day, but then I wasn't really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wasn't paying you know, any attention I, I, either. I saw Mind Warp uh, in the vid- on video way, way back when, and this was—I think I did too,
0: actually—but I can't remember anything about it.
1: Well, um, I don't remember a whole lot about it either, and that's one of the things that, uh, of course, back in the '90s. Of course, this was this was my college years, '91. Uh, we watched. This was also—you still had mom and pop video stores back then. And yeah. I was in Manhattan, Kansas, going to K-State, and there were probably four or five of them within a relatively short distance to my apartment. And so we would actually go down and rent, like, two or three different films. we just walk up and down the aisles and grab stuff that looked interesting. It yeah. the era, era of pulling stuff off video shelves for the cover art.
2: And I was too busy being a repressed Christian teenager at the time. Actually, in 91, hang on, <clears throat> 91 I was 13
0: so yeah Yeah I was uh, I was 19 in 91 but before that when I was in high school shit I think it was grade school they had a um, they had a vending machine in the quick shop which is the same fucking store that's I'm sorry I'm going to stop swearing so much
2: that's which okay. is
0: which is the same store that's just you know 6 or 8 blocks from where I'm at right now Stay, same 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 place, and uh, they had a a really awesome vending machine in there with VHS videotapes in it. Oh, wow! And do your selection like you're choosing a snack, <laughs> and there was so much crap that I rented from there. And I think
1: I think that one you were talking about, Mind Warp, was one of them. Yeah, it was, I, I recall it getting, and I I was reading Fangoria. I mean, I've always been a fan of Fangoria, and I was. There was a little comic book shop down in uh, uh, Aggieville. We were friends with my ex-wife and I were friends with the the guy and his wife who, who ran it, mm-hmm. and I would pick up Fangoria from them, you know, anytime a new issue came out. So I'm sure that one of the reasons I watched Mind Warp was because I read an article about it in Fangoria. Yeah, um, and in many ways, this film. Uh, which came out in 2019 called Porno is very much a throwback to that <laughs> kind of movie making. It is yes. very much a 1980s, early 90s horror movie uh, with all the good and the bad that comes from the videos that you picked up because the cover art looked cool and you got home and you were kind of if you were if you were a. a Young man of a certain age, you were probably hoping for you know a flash of breast while the the blood flew, and uh, this film delivers on on many flashes of breast and and much blood flying. <clears throat> Dustin, set the scene for us, if you. Okay.
2: Do. uh it is it is sometime in the nineties, uh, sometime when Encino Man and uh, A League of Their Own. Uh, were were in the movie theaters. Nineteen
1: ninety two. Yeah. Nineteen
0: ninety
2: two, and uh, and we are at Mister Pike's theater. He's very Christian gentleman, and uh, he has uh, his his movie theater only plays those two movies. <laughs> and uh, it's a multiplex. Yes, it's a small town movie theater. He's got five or six employees, uh there's uh curly, uh red, purple streak,
0: <laughs> Todd. obviously
2: obviously gay and Todd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no because um, Todd is Todd is the redhead. Oh, oh that's right. right. Yeah. Okay and, and then there's heavy metal Jeff. Jeff. It was Jeff. Heavy, heavy metal. metal Jeff. Heavy, heavy, metal, heavy metal Jeff, Jeff.
2: Um, and <laughs> so they are up. they are closing the theater for the night. So Mr. Pike is leaving the girl. Her name is Chaz, and she's got a purple streak in her hair and too much eyeliner on. It's the 90s. Um, it's the 90s.
0: She looks like Farooza Balk in that witch movie that she yeah. did.
2: Uh She's the night manager, and so uh, she... Is closing up the theater, and then after the movie is over, after all the movies are over, the kid, they, the group, the closing group gets to pick either *Encino Man* or *A League of Their Own* to <laughs> to watch in the theater. It's uh, such
0: a it's such a big deal to them too. It's like they're all in a circle discussing it.
1: Well, but you know what? Back when uh, when I worked for a movie theater in college, and about the same, you know, actually I worked at a movie theater from about. 90 to 95 uh, as an usher and a projectionist. This is something that uh, Thursday nights, the night before the the film actually, we started screening it in the theater, we would have a screening for the staff at midnight. We'd close the theater down and then we'd, we'd watch whatever film it was and we didn't you know, usually there was just one film. It was ever new film was coming out that weekend, unless there was, you know, multiple films coming out. And then literally you would have like three different theaters showing a movie. We didn't, we didn't have to choose. We just, we just played them all. And then you got to, you know, go sit in whatever theater you wanted to sit in. (laughs) And we brought, you know, food and alcohol and, and had a lovely time, uh, getting a preview screening. and, And none of these kids are doing that. No, they're not. Um, in fact, For a film about a sex demon... um, Well, spoilers! uh,
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) There was a lot more sexy things happening at the movie theater that I worked at. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God, that place. Those places are so... They're filthy with teenage hormones and just hooking uh, up. I arrived at that movie theater right after there had been just, like, so much just rampant sex happening there that the the management actually had cracked down on it. Uh, so I walked into like, "You will all behave." Oh no! <laughs> and I was you like, "What, what? what are, are you talking sex? about? No, if I didn't I get catch of one of you guys." Uh, but yeah, it was uh, apparently before I got there. It was like. And now we shall all have the sex. <laughs> <laughs> and you got there right when they I shut got after that with, shit down. Yeah, everybody got busted for it. So. Oh, yeah, so
0: that's always my luck too, man. I never get to I in my life, I've never shown a movie that spawned a sex demon. And I really feel like if I'm going to go, this is how I'd like it. To well,
1: be. I mean, you're not dead yet, Curtis. You have time. well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and Drop your dreams, be, man. To Drop be your
2: fair, dreams. these teens uh didn't, you know, didn't summon a sex demon right away or for the first 45 minutes of the movie. Think,
0: things that, yeah, right. Okay. So, right, back on track. Let's yeah, we derailed.
2: So, so they, you know, him and Han bitch about it, and then this homeless man bursts in, and he like runs around destroying stuff, and they're like, "Wait, stop!" And then he <laughs> like bursts through a wall and into a secret passage in the movie theater that was covered by one of those velvet theater curtains, and yeah. and they're like, "We never knew this was
0: here." Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but the Christian aspect of things really throws a complication in at this point. Right. Yes, they're very, very Christian. And the whole time, everything, every single thing that they've done up to this point has been an argument about Christian morality.
2: Right. Yeah. And then, so, so they're, they're freaking out because they were, you know, trying to lock up. And they don't know, like, okay, here's one of the things that, you know, one of those moments that you have to suspend your belief for a movie to work. Sure. Because a homeless man just broke in, crashed through a wall and disappeared into a catacomb. You didn't even know was in your movie theater. Uh You're going to at least call the owner.
0: Yes. And it's not the police.
2: If not the police. And these kids are like, no, we're 17 years old and we're going to take
1: care of it ourselves. <laughs> well, Chaz is Chaz is afraid that the owners, the, the manager is going to be mad at them. You know, that, yeah. that Mr. Pike is going to be mad because he left her in charge. And on a certain level, I completely get that teenage mindset. It's her fault. On the other hand. No, call the cops. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have done.
1: But it's a movie. That's not what
0: happens. Would have locked the doors and walked right out. Yeah. They uh, didn't want to see. They, they didn't really want to see either of those movies anyway. They should have just been like, <laughs> let's just do this another time. This yeah. has become kind of insane. Like,
2: you know, okay. So um, my daughter, Jamila is eight and occasionally we will go to the grocery, we'll go to like Target or something, and I'll feel generous or I'll just, you know, whatever, because I'm a nerd, and they're like, we want toys, and I'm like, hell yeah, you want toys. And so we'll be looking for toys, right, in the toy aisle. And Jamila, I'll tell her her, you know, limit, like you have $10 to spend in the toy aisle or whatever, and she will lose her mind. (laughs) She will pick, like five things like she'll go through the whole the whole aisle and she'll have like five things that she wants and she'll go back and forth back and forth and she'll get so anxious and like like borderline hysterical about having to pick things and i've had to tell her before like dude you don't have to pick something just because you've been given the option to pick something. If you don't find something you want, or there's too much you want, or the thing you want is too expensive, how about we just, like, sideline this and go about it another day? But no, these kids have to watch a damn movie on Friday night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: And so here we are. So they're like, well, I guess we got to go get the homeless man out of –
0: out of the thing it's going to be us who have to do it not one of those guys not one of them any reasonable person let alone heavy-duty christian person would want to hang out with any of those guys that were i mean every single one of them was repugnant
2: well okay um i said this while we were watching the movie uh but i i I think I should say it obviously, for the listening audience. When you are a fundamentalist Christian teenager and you're growing up in a small town, that this is very, very this basically, if this this movie could have been set at a First Baptist church, youth retreat, youth walk in, basically, because you have the really skeezy guy. And you have the kind of burnout guy who who's trying to get his life back together, and you have the kid who's obviously Burnout on
0: cigarettes,
2: right? Uh, he's you have the guy who is obviously going to go to college and come out as gay. Um, you have the girl who doesn't even know if she really wants to be there or not, and you know, then several other assorted nerds. So, I mean – and like I said, when you're with your Christian friends – because this is how I grew up. When you're with your Christian friends, that part of your personality, the really religious part, comes up to the surface, and that's the surface level that you operate on. And all the skeezy stuff that you do or that you you know don't want to talk about or that you talk about with your other friends, that goes underneath. And so, yeah, these kids are all skeezy and weirdos but it is so it was so incredibly accurate to that experience that i have to give these filmmakers credit they caught what it's like to be a fundamentalist christian teenager perfectly
0: well i thought that was a believable part
1: of the show well and we we get we get an idea that all of these all of them are hiding something yeah and i mean some of it's pretty obvious we know right off the bat that that abe is a peeper And Todd is his buddy who, you know, apparently has been caught doing this before and doesn't want to get caught again. And, you know, uh, uh, Jeff is so straight edge that, you know, and he's so, he's, he's, there's a certain, a certain kind of person that you run into sometime with the straight edge crowd that are just so bloody preachy. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, particularly religious or not, they're, that's just, they're, they're evangelical about, you know, don't do the thing. Right. And, and then of course, I mean, Mr. Pike, just the minute you see him, you're thinking, oh, he's clearly just awful. Uh, yes. I mean, it, it, there's, you're kind of being, you're, they're establishing early on that all of these people seem to be just a little, right. They're hiding something. And, and so they're all hiding something and, and not necessarily something that's particularly really bad. I mean, it's just they're, they've they all got their own little secrets. Some of it is bad. Mr. Pike is awful. But mm.
2: So they follow the homeless man down and they find a whole other theater underneath their theater. And uh, while they're looking around, they find this room that's completely burned and inside there are all these film canisters. And Todd, the redhead, and Chaz, the girl, and Ricky, the obviously gay one, are in there and they're like, hey, we should sh- pull some of these movies out and see what we've got. And so that all the movies are burned except for one, and so they pull all the movies out, and they're like, "Hey, let's watch this one." And and uh, Jeff, the projectionist, who's who's very straight edge, is like, "I don't. We're, we can't watch a movie we just found." But then they all agree, "No, no, it's going to be great. We're going to watch it." And so he sets it up, and they watch it, and it is a very like. European style, like very D- Dario Argento. Yeah,
1: it's it's such uh, a 1980s Italian. I mean, the minute it starts playing, I said, "Oh, it's an Italian film." <laughs> I said, if it said we're if we're gonna get we're gonna get breasts and a disemboweling, and then we got breasts, we had to wait on the disemboweling though. It took right. a while, but I mean, it's yeah, it's it's very much in that style. It's the, you know, the kind of like a, it's it's, it's kind of like
0: slightly better than Mano sans of Fate.
1: <laughs> I'd, say, I would, I'd say it's actually much better than Manos of Sands of fate <laughs> but it's a low bar right. um, but it's i mean it, it's so very much a a again this this film really throwing back to that 80s 90s kind of horror movie just yeah. washed out with red yeah
2: yeah and, and quick the and, girl and walking hydro-cut. out of the darkness yeah, the girl walking out of the darkness and like she's wearing a fur and she takes it off and, you know, she's got her boobs out and then a very obvious merkin because this movie was not made in the 80s and ladies did not, do, do not have as much uh, hair as they used to back in those times.
1: Yeah, it's very much a, uh, a very specific kind of horror film no look it's and the movie they movie just movie. lean right into it. I mean, it's, you know, you know hard. The kids are just sitting there slack jawed because, you know, what's going what is going on? And then, of course, as soon as the breasts come out, uh, you know, we have to we have to turn off the movie. We have to, you know, right,
2: Jeff, I, like it was so, so funny because we're watching it and it's like completely insane. And I'm like, if Jeff is as Christian as he says he is, he would have turned uh-huh. this off already. And like I... the minute that sentence was out of my mouth, Jeff, yeah. the movie cuts off. and he's like nope nope we are not watching this but by then it's too late
0: yeah yes it's far too late by then they've
2: (laughs) they've
1: they've released a thing (laughs) right oh there's no question they release a thing Oh, the sex demon
2: I don't love a good sex demon you guys
1: well, again, we're we back to a 1980s kind of 90s thing where you know the if you have an attractive woman show up and and uh, if it's a movie about magic, odds are pretty good she's emerged from some sort of circle of hell and she's here to, to kill you. Right. Uh, it was very much a a recurring theme. In so what what
0: happens after they watch the movie? What and do you he, mean you were there? I know, but I'm asking you
1: <laughs> because I was segueing. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Oh, Curtis.
1: i to, to set you up there, Dustin, and you're off oh, label. I'm missing them. I'm a perfectionist. So, so,
2: the- <laughs> so they go, uh, so like, well, like you said, you know, the demon lady, she, she comes out and she's around and she's doing weird shit. Uh, first, she first they're like we've got to put this movie back, and so they go to put the movie back, and Ricky and Chaz get locked in the movie room by by demon magic. <laughs> and while they're there, they have this discussion about like how you know uh, Ricky quit baseball, and Ch- Chaz wishes he would have written while he was gone away to camp. And
0: yeah, it was very much a Rick Springfield song.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so then they uh they they're talking and, and he's like, Well, camp was really intense and so yeah. then I um then I, I met Jasmine, my girlfriend in Canada.
0: <laughs> and
2: you know, and so uh Chaz gets really upset and she goes back into the other room and while she's in there, Ricky appears and he's in his bed. <laughs> baseball pants (laughs) and like no shirt and he's got like like gloss like the black stuff under his face to cut down gloss and he's like all sweaty and he's like yeah (laughs) and she's like Ricky is that you and then they kiss like once and, and and then she like snaps out of
0: it and he's gone well no he makes her grab his junk oh right and she's like, "Sorry, I dragged, grabbed your junk." And he's like, "What?"
2: She's like, "I was." He's like, yeah, "I wasn't in there." But meanwhile, uh, Todd, the redhead, is wandering. Todd is wandering around uh, this movie theater, looking at, all. and he's discovered that, like, oh, there's like porno posters up here.
0: And uh, what was int- and God, he? Do you remember the name of the? movie that was on the wall
2: one was one was 10 foot hole 10 foot pole
1: <laughs> right <laughs> well, oh also, my god they also find oh wait no they don't not yet there's a there's a there's a. I'm about to say they find a picture that that explains who the homeless guy is but they don't find it yet that's later
2: no they find that later
1: i must um, have missed that entirely
2: yeah, well I mean by that point it was really hard to pay attention to what like all the little plot points started happening. There's you know? So
0: much. Okay, go ahead.
2: Okay. So 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 meanwhile, so Todd's walking around and he sees this movie poster uh for all these pornos and then the demon lady pops up. She walks out of the darkness in the mist and she's wearing her fur and she she uh she takes off shows her boobs and like uh Todd's like Todd's Todd's mind so, is
0: being blown right now
2: right and so his his dumb friend curly and uh and Jeff the projectionist come and find him and he's like lying on the ground and he's like Todd, you wet your pants. And he's like, that's not pee.
0: Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. It's like he knows he can like tell in a darkened theater what cum looks like.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the first and second temptations. Because we lose Todd almost immediately after that, right?
1: Yeah. Pretty much, yeah.
2: Um, And so they find Ricky and Chaz locked in the closet and pull them both out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hilarious. (laughs) And and, uh, they go back up to the main theater and they're like, what are we supposed to be doing? I have no idea. And we're we're all watching the movie going, call the
1: police. Or at least leave. And they do try to leave at that point.
0: That was the but, one, one of the like movie tropes that they left out was trying to make a call and having the line be dead because yes, of Satan did. powers.
2: Well, and you know, that's one of the things like when you, when you set a film in the nineties, you do it so that you can have the, the lines are dead and we're trapped inside moment. And they didn't do that.
1: No, they didn't. They, because- but they, they- they do discover that they're locked in and the keys are gone. Right. Because if they so had they cell phones, they would, be, they would be fine if they had cell phones. 100%. Yeah. Well, they'd also have the internet right. and they would have figured this out long, you know, <laughs> pretty much immediately. Oh, it's a succubus. Okay, well, let's call the police. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so then kind of the rest of the movie is... Is them trying to get away and the succubus like showing up and being naked and and uh and like
0: one after the other, just
2: yeah,
0: you know, I'm separated from the herd, why not try to seduce me? Right, the projectionist, when does he get his
2: after they barricade themselves in the room in the office because they go back to Mr. Pike's office to get the keys and they end up barricading themselves in. And then they discover uh, a cabinet uh, which won't move away from the wall while they're trying to barricade. And so they break it open. And they, that's when they discover that Mr. Pike has drilled a hole in the wall into the women's restroom and has been making pee tapes of their female customers.
0: Well, and males, right? No, it was, no, just,
1: was-, the, it was just the women's restroom. Weird. The main reason they broke into it is because he had told Chastity that there was a gun in there. And, of course, they're like, we've got to get the gun out. It's like, these right. are guns. Uh, yeah. And, you know, this scene is one of those things. That there's For a film that basically is about teenagers being tormented by a sex demon, there are all these moments where it turns into a teen drama.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And mm-hmm. it's one of those where they're actually, they're, the, the film has these conversations. And this is where we find out uh, that, ricky is gay i mean it's you know it's he admits it in this scene and he explains about camp and and how basically it's chastity's fault that he was even sent to camp in the first place because
2: and it wasn't just any camp it was conversion therapy camp yeah which is just one horrible like it's it's been you know finally after you know 40 years has been banned you can't send Children to conversion therapy camp any longer
1: so well it depends like, it's, it's, unfortunately, it still depends on where you are that some yeah. of those things still exist and they are they are just this is not this is not things you do to a kid
2: it's basically torture you're being you know told it's, it's kind
1: of like uh, um, uh, oh
0: clockwork orange in that respect
2: yeah, I mean oh. it's not nearly as violent, but it's definitely as psychologically yeah. damaging.
1: Yeah, I understand that, uh, but chastity told Mr. Pike. Mr. Pike told uh, I think Ricky's I, parents, and it all went to hell.
2: Mr. Pike shows up at the at the movie theater, and everybody's like, "Thank God, God the perverts back!" <laughs> yeah. Well, they were wondering, you know, he. I guess he was wondering where they were. You know, I don't know why he came back, uh, but he is looking for them. Yeah. Oh, they were? Yeah, they were expecting him back at midnight. I did not. I guess I missed that part.
1: <laughs> it's a throwaway line. Really. Um,
2: so anyway, so Mr. Pike comes back, and he's looking for the kids, and he finds the succubus in the women's bathroom, and so they get to watch him either be blown or rammed or something, and then killed. I think
0: that was a full-on fisting.
1: I think that's what that was.
2: You think so? Yeah, I think I so. Could've, I could have gotten behind
1: that. Yeah. Oh, there's um, a fun in there, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It already and, happened. Yeah. And uh <laughs> so he gets uh he's having a grand old time until she basically rips his penis off. Right. Uh, and then his then his good time comes to a, a rather bloody end. And of course the kids are screaming.
2: His good time his good time comes to a
0: head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These are the jokes folks. Oh.
0: you're all
1: week. Try the veal. Damn. Damn. I'll take some of that veal. <laughs> and uh well, yeah, so this at this point, uh <laughs> Jeff, Jeff at this point, Jeff's like, we have got to get out of here.
2: And you know
0: And here's the greatest part of the movie <laughs>
2: Yes, so he they all run out, and I don't know what he...
1: Like, he doesn't tell the kids to... He tells them to go back in the office and barricade themselves in because he's the only one with a weapon. Right. He's got the bat, and they don't have anything.
2: Um, So he's going after the succubus, and she shows up, and she's trying to be all sexy, and he's like, no, no, that's not going to work on me. I've got the Lord on my side. And so then she, like, changes her appearance, And instead of having like her boobs out at first, she has cigarettes, and he's like, "Oh no, no, not cigarettes!"
0: Yeah, I swear this movie was written by a sixteen-year-old.
1: Yeah, well, he's still resisting her at at this. Yeah, he tries. He tries really hard, and then she punishes him for his his resistance by exploding his testicles.
2: Without even touching
0: him. Blows blows him right up, voodoo yep. style.
1: Yeah. And, of course, uh, this, you know, he, he falls over and screams, and the kids run out because they're like, we can't just hide in here. Uh-huh. And then we have... I don't know. This my in a weird way. This is probably my favorite scene of the movie, just because of the dialogue. Yeah, this is
2: definitely one of, the, and and it's got some of the, It's got some really good practical effects. Oh
1: yeah, the, oh, yeah. Because the, the, you see, and, when Mister Pipe gets uh, uh, um he uh, it's you know kind of shot from a distance, and it's just no. This you get to see. Cause <laughs> he's
0: lying there bleeding. It's like this was like sixty percent of the budget. Was these yeah. shots, you know. And, During, and so-
2: our friend Colleen could have done this for like thirty five bucks.
1: Yep. Well yeah, I think she's really good.
2: Yeah, she's very talented. That's what I'm saying. Like she could have yeah. gone in there and been like, Oh, I can create a you know it's the thing though,
0: movie. it's Fangoria though. I mean, shouldn't this film had have been a little bit more packed with uh, kind of that kind of awesome, you know?
1: Well, but again, I, agree. I think the kind of, uh, and, and I, I would think that you would too. There, This film looks, I think part of the problem is that because they made it like an 80s or 90s B-grade horror film, they gave it the same kind of look. Uh as a 80s or 90s B-grade horror film where if you were lucky you got one or two great gore practical effects and everything else was we're scratching lightning bolts on the negative yeah
0: well I mean (laughs) well happy birthday to me had six awesome gruesome deaths you know Yeah. that was I mean that's what this movie kind of reminds me of because everybody gets kind of picked off one by one even though everybody's spoiler everybody survives but yeah, everybody
2: lives. It's <laughs> so weird. So um, anyway, um, the, the, but this is a great scene because Ricky's like, I took first aid. And he's like, and, and Jeff's like, are you sure that you should should look at my exploded testicles because you're gay? And, and Ricky's like, yeah, Jeff, your exploded testicles are going to turn me
1: on. Yeah. He, goes, he goes do you really think that's how being gay works and <laughs> jeff looks it. at him and goes to be honest i don't have any idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a gra- i mean it's it's such a great little exchange in the middle of this it's like okay well someone actually was paying attention to the script i mean at moment at moments yeah. anyway
0: yep so
2: And, you know, I think that we've all – you've not. I have. I've definitely had that experience where, you know, a guy finds out that I'm gay and is like, does that mean that you're going to be, like, wanting my body? And it's like, well, you're 400 pounds. You wear sweatpants all the time, and you uh, are, like – like, you have an odor, a distinct odor, so probably no –
0: That that, those are just things
1: you're not into. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but but at the same time, having having been in college during the time period of this movie, we saw that I saw this stuff all the time. Oh yeah, because you know I was well, I was involved in the art and theater department where a lot of you know gay and lesbian kids actually felt comfortable being who they are. You'd get outside that environment just like it was when I was in high school in the eighties. You'd get people who would sit there and say, wait, you're gay? And they'd look around like there was something going to be attacked by this person just because now that they knew that they were gay, that suddenly they weren't going to be able to resist the absolute sexiness that was this other person. And you could just, you could watch, even if they didn't actually roll their eyes, you could watch your gay friend roll their eyes so hard that they were staring at the back of their skull. Um, every time they would say this i was like oh god this again
0: it wasn't i i commented at the time that was the nicest bit of dialogue i thought that was and you clever think- and insightful and-,
2: and side note i definitely think that jeff's the hottest character in the movie so you know <laughs> what does that say about my taste like
1: <laughs> well it's it's it's, it's the ni- early 90s hair it's early oh, 90s, yeah. heavy metal hair <laughs> but this is also seen the scene where you get the, the effect of the exploded testicles. And they do not shy away from this. For a film that started off with, with you know, and, and here's the succubus breast. Oh, I'd been is...
0: bitching about it the whole time, how there's no balance.
1: And then suddenly right. we got all the balance. All uh, of it. Except it was of the exploded testicle variety. <laughs> or, the, or the or the you know ripped off penis, but just the way that
2: like Ricky was like trying to fix it, like he took a shoelace and like tied it
1: all back together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but couldn't really- couldn't figure out what he was doing there.
1: Right. Clearly, he does a great job because Jeff is vertical the rest of the film.
2: Oh yeah, he's fine.
1: Like, that's it.
0: Like he limps a little
1: bit he's at the pale, end. That, he's, he's pale and he looks drained, but he's leaning against things a lot. But he's up into, you know, he's, he's still willing to fight the demon. So and apparently, Ricky is Ricky's got a future in medicine. That's what I'm yep, saying. Is yeah. that his baseball dreams may be over, but one day he too will be a world class surgeon. Yes, yes, he will. <laughs>
0: Well Be a hot,
1: a hot and he, to he, act he death.
0: and he really will because he lived,
2: yeah, yeah, they all lived, everybody survives anyway, so so after that, they're still looking for dumb old Todd, and so they go down back into the catacombs and they find Todd uh tied up on an altar, and the old homeless man who they discovered earlier was actually the owner of the theater that was that had the secret porno theater underneath the theater at one time and got
0: Scooby had no idea.
2: Yeah. And he was basically like run out of town, uh, has come back to raise this succubus and, and claim his, his his claim the town again or something
1: like he wants to be, he doesn't want to be separated from his, his, succubus goddess thing and he doesn't, well, he gets separated by her, but not separated from her and by her uh, because he does his ritual and and at this moment, we were all looking at each other going, this is a Scooby-Doo episode. It's an R-rated Scooby-Doo episode because the kids are confronting old man Smithers who has revealed that he is the the evil porno theater owner (laughs) and he's resurrecting the demon and it's this film for all the fact that there's moments of humor, it's very, there's, we're only a couple of moments where I think any of us laughed out loud. Right. And except that moments like this, where it's basically a sight gag of every time it, he does something with the knife to, to Todd, it cuts to the kids screaming. Yeah. And then it, when, when the demon comes out of old men Smithers and basically blows him up, it, the, the camera goes on to like Screaming kid overload. It's just like, you know.
2: It, <laughs> yeah, hand coming out. Kid screaming. Hand coming out. Kid screaming. Other hand coming out. Kid screaming. You know, Todd screaming. The other kid screaming. Ricky
1: screaming. <laughs> Todd. Yeah. And, and it's actually a fairly funny little bit. Um, and then the demon drags Todd to hell.
2: And and yes, uh, he the demon and, comes. And
0: the
1: demon, still the same chick,
0: just tits out everything and she just got a, a fucking mardi gras mask on
1: yeah little horn arrangement you know to show that she's she's a devil oh right.
0: yeah she's a devil now
1: well you know i mean come on this mistress of the flesh again 1980s 1990s you have to remember this was the this was the time that gave us um the really bad hp lovecraft adaptation the unnameable which was Supermodel Julie Strain in in a fur animal costume. And you could look at it and go, I can name that. That's Supermodel Julie Strain in a fur demon costume. That's not unnameable. I just named it. Um, The same time period.
0: Uh, okay. You know yeah, that- but this was made last year. They could have made some improvements.
1: Right.
2: Uh, a small, small B movie side note. Uh, did you know that Julie Strain has uh, has early onset dementia?
1: Yeah. That that, that uh, last year, last year there was a rumor that was going around that she had she had passed away. Right. And and she did. She had not. She has not um and and she's uh for as as best as she can she's doing okay as best as she can be under the circumstances she's got family and friends and she's very people she's a lot of fans uh still still big fans of hers for somebody who uh whose film career was definitely of the B movie.
2: Oh yes. The very niche. I loved Julie strain. If I saw like when I was, when I was in our late high school and college, if I saw that Julie strain was on the cover of a movie, I would rent it.
1: She had, she had presence. There was no question. Even, I mean, she wasn't, I wouldn't say she was the greatest actress, but she had screen presence and, and certainly for the kind of movies that she was in. And she really seemed to enjoy making. She was definitely a, A Mm -hmm. B movie scream queen uh, for for quite a few years. She she always put in good performances, and from everything that I've heard, she was really great to work with. People seem to really really like her, and so uh, damn shame she's
0: not in this movie.
1: Well, Well, you know, (laughs) 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 she's 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 somebody who uh, for. For all of the for all the ways you can mock this kind of filmmaking and kind of really make fun of the B movie scream half naked you know monster female monster thing, um, a lot of the people who involved in this stuff seem to have had a great time. Doing. Yeah,
2: and, and all I you know IMDb as we're you know as we're going, all of these kids like none of these kids have done anything like. Like the one kid there's one kid, the redhead Todd, has uh, a credit. He was in eleven episodes of uh Disney's high school
1: musical, the series The Musical. Mm-hmm. Um Lillian well, and- Mueller who Mueller who plays Chaz, she's got good screen presence here too. I mean she's she's good on camera. She has she has almost no chemistry whatsoever with you know, and, but she's
2: not Ricky, supposed. But- to, she's not supposed to have any chemistry with these people. Well, like, like she's, you know, it's they are not. This is not a love story. This is not one of the movies that the kids, the the boy and the girl, run off together at the end no, to no, live happily in heterosexual bliss.
1: So, uh, Caitlin Pierce, who plays uh, the demon, who actually has the name Lilith, so I guess we're supposed to believe this is the the Lilith. Um, is an actress and a producer. She's got a fairly decent run of production credits. She's done TV and she's, she was on billions. She was in uh, on the path She's on the limit list. So she's doing, she, she's working stuff, but I guess she's doing, she's doing uh, a lot more stage work than she's doing uh, uh, film work. So good for her. Uh, I mean, she, she pulls off the, you know, demon seductress thing pretty well. Right. All things considered. Oh, yeah. very, se- very sexy woman. Yes before she rips off your penis. So right.
2: Which is like her go-to move.
1: <laughs> not a whole lot of variety there. This is true. It is she's she's got one she's got one trick and she does it well. Yeah, it's
0: like Serbian film or something.
2: I have heard about that and I have decided I will not be watching it.
0: No, I'm I never, it. Never, I've never seen it.
2: So, anyway, uh, uh, Todd gets drugged to hell, and Jeff and Curly decide to go after him to save him. And so they run through the portal that the demon created, which looks like a vagine.
0: Yeah, it does.
2: And and leave leave poor Chaz and Ricky, like, outside of the hell dimension. They're like, well, what do we do now? They're like, well, we've got to figure out a way to get the demon, call the demon back and get her into her true form. And then we can stab her with the special knife, and that'll save the day, right? And so, <laughs> oh boy! Good so, luck. Um, meanwhile, uh, while while Jeff Todd has been <laughs> possessed, like he says he's not possessed, but he say, he says that he's finally free. From from all of these things, all of these constraints, but he
1: starts floating.
2: Yeah, yeah, but he's pretty fucking possessed. Oh, yeah. and
1: well,
0: he's all like, and and he's he's one of those kids in the uh, uh, oh uh, total eclipse of the heart video.
1: Yeah, <laughs> got the glowing eyes. Yeah. Got the
0: glowing glowing eyes.
1: Yeah, but yeah, when, if someone rises at, at off so... the floor and starts floating around and, and, and chanting maniacally okay, guys, they're possessed. Don't let them right. tell you otherwise, okay? They can tell you that, but it's just not true.
2: So, so Jeff and Curly try to escape, uh, but they go into the bathroom, and Todd is in there, and he's like, you know, and Curly's like, listen, you're my best friend, and I don't want to lose you, and please come back. And for a second, it looks like the power of friendship's going to help, but but no, uh Todd just uses that to get Curly close enough to grab his 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 dick and I'm gonna rip that off. Meanwhile, and here is here is the best part of this movie. So to just dis- they decided that the best way to draw uh the succubus out is for Ricky to do a little sexy dance. Yep. A little sexy stripping, a little sexy dancing stripping thing and uh, and so the succubus comes out but she's like a dude and so Ricky and the dude start having sex and it mi- and, and meanwhile Chaz <laughs> is like hiding
0: and yeah, she can't she's s- like what's it like
2: What's happening? What's it like? And and she's like hiding and she can't see. And you're supposed to get the impression from what you're seeing that Rick is that Ricky is topping the demon. And I will guarantee you that nobody that looks like Ricky is topping anybody.
1: Well, would the demon even let no let them be topped I mean really they, the demon's gonna be the bottom are we sure
0: yeah right. demon's gonna be the bottom let you think you're in control and then you know oh, do the succubus okay. thing
1: yeah sure 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 I can see that
0: that's the way bottoms are they're in charge everybody knows that
1: yeah but uh, Ricky Ricky is trying you know to, to delay this as long as possible Tass is like we should do it now and he's like no no a couple more minutes yeah, I'm on minutes.
0: this hang on <laughs>
2: Yeah, hang on. I got it. I can do it. We got it. And finally, uh, Chaz has enough, and so she goes, uh, goes out and like distracts the demon, and it gets away. She, and, like, she got this, it this, starts.
1: There's this bell thing that that is part of the ritual, and she yeah. rings it, and the demon turns back into, you know, uh, a lady, her and, true form, and, and or whatever. Ricky's
2: like, "Oh no!" And uh, he starts. The demon starts slashing at him, but. Chaz shoots, like pushes the uh, knife, the special magic MacGuffin knife over to Ricky, and he is able to stab the demon, and that releases the other three buddies from hell, and basically everything's
1: okay. You may say, Let's leave this place. This is a bad place, and we should go home. Yes. And meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, Jeff is going, You know, I should probably go to the hospital.
0: Well, the movie... Still, nobody calls the cops. Nobody Nobody. calls the cops. Nobody... Jeff doesn't go to the hospital.
2: At the end of the movie, all of them, all the characters have survived, which is really weird and very rare for a horror film. Uh, And they're all standing there and they've got the... The succubus has gone back into her film reel. I'm like, well, what do we do now? Like, how, how are we gonna... What are we supposed to do with this movie? Like, we... That we have, we are we going to be tempted to somebody? We can't leave it with any one of us because we'll be tempted to watch it. And you know, so the end of the movie is all of them walking out into the sunlight.
1: No, Jeff is Jeff is sort of limping a bit and and moving uncomfortably because you know he's should go to the hospital.
0: Yeah, as as payoff endings go, this didn't have one of those. No,
2: I was kind of expecting there to be a you know one of those like. You know, at the end, like the the succubus comes out and it's like, ha, 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 you know, you just thought you got away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been very much in, in the time. That, that would have tied it up. That would have made me believe they're really going for history here.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, and, and, and very, you know, people got all, get all excited about the end credits scene for the Marvel movies, but horror films are doing it decades before. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, it's. I, <laughs> I don't think I can say that this is a good movie because oh, I no. there's not a lot the, that there's, there's a couple of good moments and it's, if you're a fan of that kind of, if you're a fan of the late eighties, early nineties horror movies, it's, you know, it's nostalgia for, to a certain degree. Uh, but it's, it doesn't, it, it's pretty for all the fact that there's nudity and, and a, a couple of really good gore effects. It's a pretty tame horror film.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, given my really my only requirements for a horror movie to be good or tits and blood, then I guess it worked for me. Well, it's a movie, and, but, you know, I enjoy yeah. watching it.
1: Well, if you think- like this kind of thing, this is the kind of thing you'll like.
2: Right, and this kind of thing is like my jam. So you know, something stupid—is it stupid and make no sense, and the characters are dumb? Okay, I'm in. You know, and I think the difference between this and like the lodge last week was the lodge was like, "Look, I'm very important." And they have something to say. And this movie's like, look at this exploded dick, sa- this <laughs> dick sack. It's an exploded dick sack for you to look at. Isn't that
1: funny? We exploded this dick sack. And, you know. <laughs> well, and if you turn around, and then the next thing is, is, and and have you seen my breasts? Yes. Are they not very nice breasts? And you sit there and go, well, yes, they are. Like, oh, God, she ripped off a penis. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's kind, of the, that's kind of the movie there. And it's, you know, I think. I think I probably would have liked this movie more and I didn't dislike it. It's not, it's not, it was, I, it was an entertaining hour and a half. I would, you know, I, it kept, and of course, hanging out with you guys made it more entertaining because we were talking while we're right. watching the film. or joking with each other, but it's two types of movie. One is a teenage coming of age drama where they actually do some fairly surprisingly serious discussions about, you know, this young man coming out of the closet and the girl who cares about him, who's, who's upset and how she actually hurt him and all these and,
2: things. Yeah, and then Curly ha- does the revelation where the the thing that Todd got in trouble for, Todd didn't actually do, he did it. And Todd took the blame and, you know. And, and how, much, learned...
1: how much that he appreciates that, that Todd is his friend because mm-hmm. he did that. And it's like, these are like serious things that, feel a little out of place in what is not actually a sex a sex, sex, demon horror movie because mm. the sex demon really has sex twice. Mr. Pike and then Ricky? No, well, she has sex with Mr.
0: Pike, but then Ricky has sex with uh, him, it. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I mean, this is... With this them. Is, you know, generally speaking... You know, in most demon sex movies.
2: <laughs> there's a lot more demon sex? There's a
1: lot more demon sex in this film, actually. In a movie called Porn, I think, <laughs>
0: really mistitled, I think.
1: Well, they, they, you know, for what was rather surprising is that while this is, you know, there's plenty of naked female flesh walking around. Again, fits the fits the model of the time there were some full frontal male nudity shots, which you don't see. You didn't really, you didn't see them in, in the horror films of the time. I was rather surprised that we saw them at all in this one. Oh, um, yeah. But they were, they were just like, no, here we go. Yeah. Well, balance, man, balance. Well, you should have, you know, it's, it's, you know, game, game of Thrones opened the door as it were yeah. to, to, you know, male genitalia on screen, but it's, you know, it, for for a film for what this film's setup is, it's a surprisingly tame horror film. There's plenty of nudity. There's there's a, a, a fair amount of gore, but it's isolated, and it's it's pretty tame. I mean, it's just it's not. It doesn't. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But if if you're expecting something it to be more, it's not more.
0: <laughs> I expected <laughs> yeah. more from Fangoria. They're supposed to have the like cream of the that. crop at their disposal.
1: I can understand that too. It it does feel like you you could have gotten more from it. Now I have not seen the one that they did before this, uh Satanic Panic.
2: I, I d- think I've seen Satanic
1: Panic. Satanic Panic, I think, was actually produced by Fangoria. This one was actually bought by Fangoria. This was uh this actually second. screened at South by Southwest, and then Fangoria picked oh, it up. Oh, I so, got you. Now, well, what that really means is that Senestate, the company that owns Fangoria, bought it and they distributed it through Fangoria's label. So, I think that if Fangoria films had actually made oh, it. Oh yeah, I have seen this. Have you seen Satanic Panic? I have. What do you think?
2: I was super fun and goofy. Maybe we should watch that. Just so much fun cuz I have not Maybe who knows?
0: Do we have a plan for next week?
2: Not yet.
0: Well, I'm sure it'll be great when we announce it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we come up with something to watch every week as it is. So yeah, I don't I don't know that I necessarily recommend this to folks. Um uh,
0: I I I would. I really would.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Yeah,
0: especially like my horror horror club buddies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're like yeah, give it a go.
1: Well, there's 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 some fun moments in it. There's definitely moments I sat there and thought, you know, that's a great creep that's a great gore effect or, you know, the there's there's no there's no question that they cast someone who is believable as a succubus. And mm. there's there's some surprisingly nice little emotional beats with the characters. Uh but it's not it's not the film that it Kind of advertises itself as right, and I, which is never a good thing. You never
2: it. it it's always sucks when you think you're going in for one thing and you absolutely not.
1: Right. This isn't a film that made me angry by what it is instead of what it seemed to be, but it's definitely not what you think it is based on its its advertising. Really. So. Good luck with it. It, if you enjoy it good for you if you're if you're if you feel a little let down, don't be surprised. I think that's probably uh... don't, but
0: really try not to be a dick and try to enjoy yourself. Oh well, yeah, no yeah. question yeah um,
1: it's uh you know it, it's probably worth whatever you rented it for. So but if you got something better to do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go. So, I don't know if we can leave anything other than that. That's a great place to end things. Um, As always, we appreciate you guys listening. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share it. Uh, Let other people know about it. We love to hear what people think. So, if you have any questions or comments, just let us know. We can find, like I said, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, We will definitely love to hear from you guys. Uh, Dustin, as always, a pleasure.
2: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, Tim.
1: <laughs> and Curtis, again, fantastic having you back on the show. stay Thank as you. As oh, mind. yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Happy to have you back. And again, folks, thank you so much for listening. We'll do this again next week with our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions.